Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com. In the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Tranch and Nicolay Bible Institute and just down the road from uh, the Wolf River Refuge. So if you're ever looking for a getaway, a fun time, or just to unplug from the craziness of the world, we encourage you to check out silvertranch.org and you can find all those various ministries and all that. But uh, here we are today again, hanging out, having some conversations and... Um, trying to to make sense of the mess that's around us um that, you know it's it, in one way it's hard but in another way it's easy yeah sin always causes problems yeah and unless we start admitting our own sin there's no way to get better right and it, whether you be an alcoholic and you don't want to admit your alcohol problem or whether you be a drug addict you don't want to admit your drug problem if you're not going to do it you're not going to get better and we as a nation can't keep justifying the way we go mm-hmm and since we can't seem to say we're wrong. Did you ever watch Happy Days when you were a kid? Uh, a couple of times. The program? Yeah. And, and, and Fonzie that Fonzie. was on there? Oh, yeah. He couldn't say he was wrong. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw the episodes where he tried. I can't remember. He would go, they would they would say, come on, just say it, Fonzie. You know, say you're wrong. And he'd be going, I was, <laughs> he could never get it out. <laughs> that's funny. And I thought, that's where we are as a nation yeah, right yeah. now. You got all the legislative people going, all right, we need to admit we, 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 we can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were right. Yeah. And uh, it, it, the truth is, anyone that's got any, any um, bit of logic Mm-hmm. realizes that when people say things that are 180, that they're not both right. Right, right. So you can't keep saying the other person's completely wrong. One of you is wrong, and, and yeah. that's the way life goes. That's the way it goes. It's just, yep. yep. So anyway, last program, we were talking about erosion and the idea that erosion changes things, and I think that um, our nation, young people like yourself, have gotten their eyes off the scriptures. Yep. And if you missed that episode, I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com. And you could uh, download that. That way you can get caught up on the discussion that we're jumping back into. Yeah, because erosion is so dangerous because after things are eroded, they're gone. The landscape is different. You have to deal with the new landscape. And the things that used to be there, you can't even find anymore. Hmm. And really, when you look at the things that are starting to be eroded, yeah. Or that have been being eroded. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to find them anymore. It's hard to find what it used to look like. Yeah. And in, I guess in some cases people say that's progress, that's good. But in truth, no. You, you don't want truth to be, to be eroded. Mm-hmm. And you might think, well, God would never let it disappear. Check history. Yeah. How many years were the uh, children of Israel in Egypt? I mean, it's like 400 some yeah, years. Yeah, something. It was a while. Longer than we've been a nation is the United States of America. Yeah, I, and that's the crazy thing sometimes when you think about that. Like, we as a nation, we haven't been around that long. No. You know, compared to other nations, you know, other countries, other powers. Like, we're we're like a child in essence. You know, that was one thing that blew me away. I lived in Northern Ireland for four years. You know, and you come across these castles that are still there, and they were built before we even became a yeah, nation. Yeah, I would like to own a castle. Do you know any for sale? I'm sure I can find one. It, it needs to be within my budget. Well, <laughs> I, I know there's places in Italy that sell for a dollar. Really? Yeah. A whole castle? Well, I don't know if they're castles, but they might be like, what do they call them, chateaus? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. Is that bread? Chateau? <laughs> <laughs> is that like marmalade? Uh, it might be like... <laughs> 
I have no idea. How do you make the connection between bread and marmalade? Yeah, I have no, no idea. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, yeah, I don't know where you're at. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know the, the language, I mean, you can make it up in your head what That's it is. That's right. Well, you know, anyway. Anyways. I, it is, it, it's interesting to go back because so many times I think we don't have an understanding of, of what actually happened in history. Even Silverberg Trans, which you and I have served at, you know, many years. And, um, you know, my dad started many years ago. It's over 50 years old. And I've had people tell me, well, there's no way that this place would ever disappear. Yeah. And I thought, where's the temple today? Gone. Yeah, but this place is so important to God. Was the temple important? Arguably more important. Yeah, so please. Yeah. Don't ever get to where you start believing lies. Right. Um, there's any place in the world is capable of not only change but disappearing. Because everything in this place is temporary. Absolutely. And, and that's the including thing us. Including us, including Silver Tranche. Yeah. Including our nation. Yeah. So if you think that everything's permanent, you're absolutely wrong. Yeah. And to live for just a moment, you'll be very disappointed because the moment flees away pretty quickly and all it leaves you with is what you didn't think about in the future. Mm. And there is a future yeah, for everybody. I don't care. It may not be here. It may not be, but there's a future, so you better think about it. And that's why we, we went to First Timothy, and that's why I want you to go back and take a look or listen to what we talked about before. Because I thought, you know, if we want to stop the erosive qualities that are going on around us, the degeneration, the the erosiveness of truth, then then we should at least see what Paul, the old guy, is talking to Timothy about and see what's being eroded possibly. Yeah. And so we, we read the first couple of verses, third verse. Again, I'm not going to comment on all these. I just want to give us perspective. He says, as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine. So pretty much Apostle Paul's telling Timothy, you got a job to do. Yeah. You know, your job is to guard the truth. Okay, we talked about erosive prop. Your job is to guard what's true. Mm-hmm. And there's there's very few things that are true, by the way. And But you need to know what they are. Yeah. So, there, and again, go back to the simple thing I say. There is a God. That's what's true. I'm not him. That's true. So now you live in that context. So he's telling Timothy, that's your job. And in the fourth verse, he says, uh, he's talking about those who don't teach right. He says, nor to devote themselves to myths. There are people that just believe lies and they devote themselves to it. Yeah. And endless genealogies. In other words, looking and just making points about knowing something, but it's meaningless to know it. Mm-hmm. And have, you, have you ever been in an educational situation where all the information just was meaningless to know anyway? Uh, a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, why know? There are people that would argue things. Yeah. And I remember even as a student, I would look and say, what does this matter? (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all been in one of those discussions at least once. Well, how much time are you going to spend talking about things that don't actually matter? Yeah. All right. Well, and and basically he goes on to say, which promotes speculation rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. What's the difference between speculation and stewardship? speculation like you, you question it all the time yeah and, and 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 stewardship is i understand what i have and i'm going to use it wisely yeah it's responsibility yeah, yeah. so you basically you're saying there's there's two different camps of thought out there and the erosive camp the one that's erosing the truth they're always speculating mm-hmm. they're speculating about things they should know yeah but they don't know them and they should know them but they don't so timothy your job 
make sure that you're not caught up in all these speculations. It's very interesting to me that the most important things in life that you need to know, you can know. You can, absolutely. And the things that are unimportant, you can't know. Hmm. And even you can't understand everything. That's not what I said. But the most important things you can know. So fifth verse, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. He's basically telling Timothy, when you lead, the goal is that you look at somebody and you do it out of love and, and you do it because it's right, mm. not because you get something out of it. Yeah. Notice it doesn't say anything about do it because you get something out of it. No, mm -hmm. it's not there. Yeah. I, I hope those that are listening understand when you do right, you do it because it's right. It may cost you. Yeah. But you do it because it's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all he's telling Timothy. I, I want you to do things because when you, you know, first of all, uh, out of love, Love is, if you look at God, that's defined love is obedience to God. And love for one another means you're looking at somebody saying, how can I make your life the best it can possibly be? Mm -hmm. that, that, those are why you do things. Timothy, don't ever forget that. Don't let that get out of your mind. If you ever start doing things, if you won't do something that's good for somebody because you don't get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Let me ask you, how many people do you think in life uh, I've been here at camp now. This is my 40th year. Yeah. So how many people do you think I've actually spent time with in a counseling situation where I've just sat and talked with them? Probably a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know number-wise. How many times did I first consider how much they would pay me before I would do that? You probably didn't consider I never all. did. Yeah. Because that's not the question. Right. That's all. And I want people to see that's not the question. If somebody needs your help and you won't help them because they won't pay you, Hmm. Who in the world are you? Right. That that's not the way we live. Right. That doesn't mean we take advantage of people. It, you know that I you shouldn't charge me because I'm your Christian brother. That's not what I just said. Yeah. If you're a plumber and you come to my house and you're doing your trade, I'm going to pay you mm -hmm. because you 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 know you don't muzzle the ox. You take care of people. You, you do that. But if I can't pay and you could help me and you have a skill, perhaps you should. Mm -hmm. Regardless of its counseling or if it's product or whatever it might be, yeah, you say, "Well, I, then I don't have enough for me." That that's really quite selfish of you, hmm. and really won't satisfy anyway. Anyway, the aim of his charge, the aim of what he's telling him right now is is love. And then he he tells him, he warns him right away. Here's the erosive properties: certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussions. He says, do you realize that there are certain people that talk and they talk about nothing? Mm. And they do it well and they do it a lot. Yeah. Just turn on, you know, talk TV. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You restrained yourself there. That was I very did. good. Yeah. <laughs> but just turn it on. I mean, you can see, yeah. let's talk about something that doesn't matter for hours. Right. Now, I know I can get everybody mad at me. I understand that. But I, this, again, these are recorded on a certain date and the... Green Bay Packers are going to play on Saturday coming up, and they're playing a playoff game. Yeah. Okay, they're playing at three. The kickoff, I understand. I, I don't even know if I have the time right, but let's say 325 or something. Sure. I, I have no idea when it is, but it's a three-whatever game. Yeah. So I saw an advertisement for it, and they said, join us at one. 
and we'll have coverage until nine. And I am thinking, huh? (laughs) What in the world can you talk about about this game for that long? Yeah. Nothing. We can talk about nothing for that long. Okay. Have you? I tuned you out as soon as you said Packers. Uh, I'm I'm joking. I know. That's fine. Have you? Have you ever wondered? What what's it like to be like an announcer for either football or baseball? There's a lot of dead time, but but they fill it up. You got to fill it with nothing. Yeah, or or something you think somebody's interested in. You know, I mean, it's like anyway. I yeah. know that's not what this is talking about in particular, but it is talking about the people. We can get lost in talking about things that don't matter. Right. And he's warning him, saying, you know, don't 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 get to that point where you. Get into these vain discussions. Vain meaning worthless. They don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we get in those, we try and win our point. And when we're done, I guess we feel like we accomplished something, but we didn't go anywhere. Right. Okay, that's what we're worrying about. So he's telling Timothy, don't do that. Whether it be in church. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember my dad wrote, a, he didn't write, well, he did, but he didn't publish it himself. He wrote um, kind of a doctrine outline and when he after he died, it was published, and I I was somewhere where the publisher wanted me to, you know, just be there to say hi to people. So I was there, and and these two guys walked up and grabbed the book, and they immediately they didn't talk to me, they just grabbed it, and they looked to where um, he spoke about end times, mm-hmm. and they saw his view on it, and they closed it and put it down and said, "Heretic, we're not talking to you or anybody else that's associated with you," and left. Hmm. And I thought. <laughs> That went well. Um, <laughs> basically, that's not going anywhere. You know, that all you want to do is promote your way. You don't even want to see what somebody else said or how they said it. Yeah. Um, I remember I was uh, doing a lot of radio and, and podcasting stuff, and there was a big radio station, a very, very, I, I would call a more legalistic or some might say conservative Christian station, and they wanted to use some of my stuff, and I gave them some of my books, and then I was contacted by them saying, I'm sorry, you didn't use the King James Version, so you you are not worthy of... And I thought, you know, we get stuck on things that really we shouldn't get stuck on. Yeah. To try and make us look smart or something, I'm not sure what it is. But really, if it if it doesn't lead to people knowing God better and understanding who he is and loving God, and and you think that you're spending all this great time getting someone to understand you, mm. that's a vain discussion. Stop it. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. That erodes life. It makes people tired, too, by the way. It erodes, oh, yeah. it erodes life. Um, and recently, I've been around some people who go back I mean, I was at a place where they insisted you call God by one of his certain names, Jehovah or something. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know. Well, if you don't do it, no, stop. It, it, don't go there. Mm-hmm. Don't start insisting right. in things that really aren't going to make a huge difference in life. Yeah. Because... That's what vain discussions are. You can spend forever aligning people with the King James and whatever else you want to do. And in the end, you know, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And Sevenler says, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or things about what they make confident assertions. The Apostle Paul is saying there's people that actually teach. 
that have no idea, first of all, what they are saying mm -hmm. and how that affects the future. Yeah. But what they are saying matters and it keeps people from the truth. Satan only wants to keep you and me from the truth. That's all he wants. Mm -hmm. So they can get you lost talking about something else. Yeah. So somebody can sit there on a Sunday during the NFL season on a, a regular Sunday. They can start watching anything at 9 in the morning and be done at 11 at night. Yeah. Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> I, I don't know what they get out of that, but. Yeah. Anyway, they're starting to be teachers of the law. They don't understand. So now. He says, we know that the law is good. So he says, you know what? What God says is right. It, what he says is good. And understanding uh, if one uses it lawfully. In other words, there's an intention for the law. Yeah. If you don't use it right, it's not very helpful. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand why the law was given. And it goes on and it, it, it pretty much says, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just but the lawless. In other words, he's saying, you know, those of you that do what's right... The law doesn't even affect you. Mm -hmm. right? You're doing what's right. It just affirms you. It confirms what you're doing. You know, if somebody came to me and said, I, you know, I just love my spouse, my, if I'm, for me, be, I love my wife, I love my kids, I want to, I'm going, yeah, so do I need to give you the, the, the scripture that says, you know, love your wife, let Christ love the church? If, if this is not a surprise to you, there's very little adjustment you're going to have to make, but, you know, but those who are not living according to that, that, that bit of information is going to convict them if they read it, mm -hmm. if they actually think about it. Yeah. And the Apostle Paul is saying, now, now you have to think, here's some things. He gets downright um, personal here. Mm -hmm. Because, again, we all have a tendency to talk in general terms so we don't have to change anything that we really think about. Yeah. So if I tell you, if I come to you and say, you know, Jason, you need to to love your wife, you'd go, yeah, thanks, Dave. And we're done. <laughs> because your definition for love and mine might be totally different. Yeah. But if I start getting specific with you, mm -hmm. you might get bothered. Because yeah. now I'm saying, here's what that means. Right. Well, that's what's going on here with the Apostle Paul. He's saying, all right, I told you, the, the law is good for those who do it. Those who don't do it, it really should convict them. And he goes on to say here, for the ungodly and sinners, for their unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers for murders. He's saying, here's things that just don't work. Mm -hmm. you, you show respect for your parents. You don't beat them up. Yeah. You don't murder people. That's, we understand that. But then he goes on and he, he gets really in their face and in the face of our culture. He says, the sexually immoral, mm -hmm. those are ones that shouldn't lead. Yeah. Now, people go and say, well, no, go through the scriptures. The way God intended it is for one man and one woman to get married, to be faithful to each other all of their lives, and to be abstinent from sex before they're married. That's what the plan is. Right. Anything apart from that is sexually immoral. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all. Yeah. And those who do that are saying, well, that makes sense. Those who don't do it are saying, how can God do it? Yeah. That's what Paul's warning Timothy about. There's going to be those who go to their vain discussions now about how God must change what he thinks and society has changed. And, but then he gets even more specific. He says, men who practice homosexuality, they're wrong. Hmm. They are wrong. Whoa, some people say, well, in the Bible, it doesn't really say that. Yes, it does. Yeah. Why? 
here's the basic premise that you have to deal with and what Paul is dealing with Timothy. There is a way that you were made. Mm -hmm. There's a way that you were made. If you're going to live apart from that, you're not going to be okay. And you're not the one to decide how you were made. Right. You, you weren't the one. Um, you know, again, you can look at anything in life like that. You just got some new, we're, at camp we're doing designer mugs or something. We are, yeah. yeah. Some, so what, what's a new one that came in? Uh, we just got some like clay mugs locally made and we're starting a collector series. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what's Pottery interesting mugs, is those so. mugs were made to do a certain thing. They weren't made to be life preservers. They weren't made to be. Okay, so it's not a big deal for us to say they're mugs. You should put something in it and drink it. Yep, yep. God made men and he made women. He made them different. He made them very specific. And and all the Apostle Paul is saying, when people get away from the basic truths of life, mm -hmm. they start to erode the very truth of life. Yeah. And the truth is he made man, he made woman, he made them different. He made them to be committed to each other. He made a family structure. This is the expectation. If you're healthy, you're going to live in accordance mm -hmm. with how you were made. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he's telling Timothy. If I uh, have a mug that I buy from you and I use it with in accordance to how it's made, mm -hmm. it might last a long time. Yeah. If I want to use it as a Frisbee in our disc golf course. It won't last long. No. Or if you want to use it as a fishing lure. Right. But it is my it. prerogative. Yeah. You know, if I own the mug. It's your mug. It's my mug. So I could do that. And then what I can do even is if I use it for a disc for disc golf and mm -hmm. it breaks, I can blame the manufacturer for not making a good mug. <laughs> when the real problem was mm -hmm. I used it in a way it wasn't meant to be used. Yeah. Now, if you just think about that logic, just apply that logic to life. How did he make us? And mm -hmm. that's all the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy at this point. There is a way that he made you, and there's going to be people who deviate from that and say, no, this is normal and good. And then when their lives get destroyed, they're going to blame the maker. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And I don't care what it is that, that we have. There are sometimes uh, through life that you and I working here at camp see people do things and we just have to grin and bear it mm -hmm. because the disaster that they've caused is because they broke rules of some sort. I remember there was a guy once, remember, I, we, we don't want to get into pranks of people through <laughs> history because there's some doozies that you should never, ever be repeated. However, Discussions for another time in another, another place. Not, yeah, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not on earth. We're going to talk about them in heaven. <laughs> it's a safe place. Uh, the, but I remember one year that, that we had a, a guy that worked here, and he was just kind of an interesting uh, guy and got in all the students' lives. And so one of the students one year took the, the uh, skid steer that we had, yep. and we had a big snow, and he just buried the guy's truck with snow. Just, Please note. Never do this. No, never do this. Okay. But he buried the guy's truck in yeah, snow. Yeah, yeah. And of course, everyone that saw it, first of all, you didn't know his truck was under there. Yeah. I mean, unless you were paying attention to where things were parked, yeah. you just thought, oh, they piled the snow there. Right. 
But then uh, I think a day later or something, I heard him running around saying, who buried my truck? And I thought, somebody buried your truck? You know, I'm the guy in charge, so I got to at least investigate this. Because <laughs> it's like, now, his truck his truck was about 1,000 years old. I mean, it, was, yeah. it wasn't a prize package to begin with. But sure. So I, I thought, oh, man. And so I talked to the student and said, you got to undo that. I mean, honestly, this isn't something you should have done. Right, right. In, in one sense, I'm thinking that's pretty clever. You know what I mean? Yeah. In another sense, I'm thinking you, probably, you shouldn't have done that. Right. But when he unpiled it, it really wasn't good because there were all kinds of stones and gravel and dented the truck mm. all over the place. And, yeah. And then it was like, well, you know, somehow they were going to bring it up to me and say, that's your problem. You're in charge of the place. Look what happened. How are you going to pay for it? I'm like, wait a minute here. Yeah. First of all, I didn't authorize anybody to do that. Right. Secondly, that was wrong in what they did. Because I got a chuckle out of it doesn't mean it's right even. I mean, mm -hmm. my chuckle was really for the whole stupidity of mankind. I yeah. Mean, in general. For sure. And, and, but to look at me now and blame me for the problem. For something that. That I didn't even approve. Yeah, right. That, that I told the guy to go fix. Right. And I'm to blame? Well, you're in charge. If you're responsible, I said, I'll stop it. God, by the way, is very responsible. He's made things a certain way. You want to keep pushing against it, go ahead. Mm -hmm. But you're wrong. Yeah. And if you do it, and when it falls apart, and when things don't work, you come back to God and blame him. You're the fool. Yeah. You know, um, I'm like any other typical male. I, I don't know if you're this way, but I really don't read instructions before I put something together. Mm. I just put them together. And most of the time I got these extra screws and, <laughs> you know, and then I think, who made this? And of course my wife reminded me, did you look at the, the instructions? The that's right. Well, they're in the garbage. I, she'll go fish them out, bring them back to me. I go, oh, that's where they go. How in the world, I'm calling the guys who made it dumb, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I'm calling, it, it's like. It's not your fault, right? No, I'm thinking <laughs> this thing should just fit together. Yep. Okay, my tendency is to always justify whatever I think and whatever I feel, mm. and somebody else's problem is always the reason my life isn't the way I want it to be. Right. Paul's not allowing that here. He's talking to him saying, no, there is a way that we were meant to live sexually. There's a way. Homosexuality does not work. Hmm. Enslavers doesn't work. Liars, perjurers. And he goes, whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. In other words, there are some things that are just right. Yeah. You can go against them. That's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't preach them as right mm -hmm. because they're not. So if you had that mug, you can go ahead and use it for a disc. Yeah. That's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. But don't say that's the right thing to do with it, that that's what they were made for. Yeah. Because they weren't. And anybody can see that kind of thing. So hopefully, I encourage our listeners, go to First Timothy 1 and, and read it with the idea of erosion in mind and what, what are the things that Paul's warning Timothy about so they can have a good future because that's what we want to see. Younger guy talking to an older guy and that's what we're about there. Yeah, and I encourage you, if you missed the first half of our discussion, which was on a previous episode, head over to Relate365.com. And you can catch up on that and then re-listen to this in the context of that. Um, if not, you can always check out other episodes or even other podcasts that we have. We just try to make the resources available for you guys to, to be encouraged. And so if you have any questions, I encourage you to, to reach out to us. We enjoy talking about things. We enjoy offering our perspectives. Dave's a boomer. I'm a younger guy. 
Um, notice I didn't say millennial there, Dave. Just no, for you. you didn't. But you are younger, okay. though. But uh, from Dave and Jason here, we thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time here on Younger and Older. Take care. Bye-bye.